Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. What's up? Do you think that people think that we're friends in real life? We are friends in real life. Not really. Well, we really are friends in real life. No, I'm talking about really. We, well, then if we're really friends in real life, okay. tell me what do you think about the idea. Now, this is just, as I usually do, looking uh-huh. up entertainment shit. Yeah. Watching dumbasses talk about entertainment. Uh-huh. That's all it is now. There was a piece of, of, of a sliver of news that hasn't been released. Okay. But it, it's it's supposedly from a, a very reliable source that it's being worked on. Hulu uh-huh. is looking to make a new original series show thing. I don't know if I understand. The, what's the question? <laughs> well, the question is, or the, I guess what you should, it's really exciting is, is that that original series or whatever. Is it, is it Stargate? No, I wish. It would be a lot better. But it's possible that it's going to be an alien one. Like actual. Like alien? alien. Like alien, alien? Yeah. Like. I was gonna say James Cameron for some reason. God damn it! That's yeah, James one. Cameron's Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott's Alien. No, James Cameron's that... Aliens. So is it gonna be like where they explore the universe more, or is it gonna be? That's why I want to talk. That's what I want to talk to you about it because the idea of that they could go so much yeah. further. It literally could be so much more. Like, oh, I really hope that's what it is. And but, see, <coughs> so you're getting excited, but we could also get the, there's there's xenomorphs running around our galaxy. What are we going to do? Oh, my God. And it's every episode trying to fight the xenomorphs. So basically like Walking Dead except in space and, it's, and there's xenomorphs. Yeah. Ridiculous. Which I think that's what we're going to get at. See, I hate see, that idea. You see how fast he changed? Yes. And and the reason why, it's like, when I first heard it, I did the same thing. I was like, oh, awesome. But then I automatically was like, oh, wait. Because he, he's been trying to give us this extended universe now and everyone's mm-hmm. like that's stupid I don't like it I don't want that it's so dumb it's so stupid where's the xenomorphs oh this is dumb so then he gives us this half ass like well here's a little bit of this and a little bit of that and everyone's like oh this is stupid you should just you should just continue with the other thing god it's so dumb wait but I also still want more xenomorphs like oh it's so oh stupid god. well you're not gonna make any more alien movies Oh, you're so dumb. God, it's so stupid. I think that's the fan base we're dealing with. So, there's a, a very big, probably 89% chance that that's the direction they're going to go in. That's ridiculous. Which is ridiculous because I told you I, I just got done watching The Expanse. Mm. And that is just a really well done sci-fi show. Mm. It's it's so like the, the beginning. Watch it. You're thinking like, oh, okay, you know, whatever, right? Uh-huh. 
and the third season is over right now. But after the third season, you're like, what the fuck? Really? <laughs> yeah, there's a very big jump hmm. from the first season to the to the last season. And the, but I'm saying, like, in the beginning, I was on board. I was like, this is actually really good. I like this. this is really cool. But at the end of the third season, I was like, this is fucking crazy. Wait, what's happening? Wait, so what? <laughs> now, probably one of the best sci-fi shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Hmm. And I've seen it quite a few. Um, but, yeah, after watching something like that, it's like they could easily go this route because... It was original. It was originally a, a actual sci-fi yeah. show, and then I guess it got canceled, or it was gonna get canceled. And they moved it to, to Amazon, right? Yeah, and Amazon bought it and finished it, and it was still it was very great. It was awesome. Now, if they took that much time into this alien one, we could get the same thing. But I'm afraid that. They're not looking for that. They're not looking for, like, how can we make a a very great, like, hard-hitting sci-fi show where people are going to just constantly rant and rave about it? I feel like they're going to be like, all right, well, how many Xenomorphs can we fit in each episode? Ridiculous. Exactly. You know that's what they're going to do. I feel like I pretty much think they're going to do. I feel like how could they not at this point? It just—it's so upsetting because it's like, like we talked about with um, Prometheus in our Prometheus episode, where Ridley Scott literally has been talking for years. For when did when did Aliens come or Alien come out? Like no seventy something. But he said right from the beginning, like his next movie would be an like exploring that universe like because he's like well i want to know where the space jockey came from and they're like no 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 we need more of the alien no no i want we well, no there's that has nothing this is it's not really about no, the, the alien but it's not really about that it's about the uh, the rest of the universe how do we get another goofy ass white guy to make this movie what's then, a goofy ass white guy we could get to make this movie he's like um i'll do it <laughs> I don't really have much to do right now. I just have this idea for this robot that like comes back from the future. I didn't steal it. I, I had it. It was an original. It idea. was an original idea. I had a dream. It like the idea of it sounds cool because automatically it's like, are they going to tie it in with the movie? Yeah. Are Are they going to continue the original timeline? Are they going to try to bring in the prequel stuff? Are they going to do that? Are they going to do something where it's like, maybe it's a prequel to the prequels? Yeah. Like, you could explore everything, like, when, like, Guy Pierce's character, like, when he starts the company, and, like, why, like you know what I mean? Like, and the technology that they use to get further into the, into the, the universe, right? And it's like, oh, like, he wants to go there, but, like, first we have to charter this, this flight to hear and come back and see if we can make it. It's like you can show like where all that comes from. Yeah, just like write a really good sci-fi show. Yeah. And then it just happens to take place in, in that this scene. universe that there are xenomorphs mm. and engineers and maybe predators. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it it's interesting, but I don't know if I want it yet. But like I said, it technically hasn't "quote unquote" been announced. It was it was a sliver 
of a someone giving it up that hey this isn't announced yet but this is what they're supposed to make so etc 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 going on in a different story and it's like but that's all I could think about it's like what are they gonna do with it um just food for thought like I said it's it's something that I think we're both interested in but we both can tell that could get it could go very sour very easily I'm not like you said I'm not gonna get my hopes up yet not gonna get too excited about it it is kind of exciting but like I'm gonna try and bring myself back down when or if this news breaks obviously we'll talk about it uh-huh but until then we'll just uh press pause on this I want to press pause right here I'll press pause I'll pause and then we'll go cool this is the fucking news. Dennyville New is making a Dune adaption. And it's, is it going to be a masterpiece of this generation? No, it's not. It's going to be our generation, our generation's uh, water world. Oh. Or is it going to be our generation's Dune? <laughs> or our generation's Avatar. Oh, okay. Um, but... Like, it's been building steadily over the the past few years, right? Like, that they've been talking about this. And we just haven't really talked about it too much. So, like, let's talk about it. So, more recently, um, it was said that Warner Brothers pushed back Fantastic Beast 3's release date in order to move up Dune's release date. Which, to me, says a few things. They have, they have a better, like, um, hopes for Dune. Obviously, they think, oh, it's going to do way better. But also, I think it also has to say something about Fantastic Beasts, where they're kind of like, yeah, maybe we should have listened to the fans and replaced Johnny Depp. He was kind of problematic. And um, I think we should have just stopped with Fantastic Beasts, because this is kind of dumb that we're continuing Harry Potter. They said all that? I think so. I'm pretty sure. Um, But you know what Dune's about, right? Mmm. Is there dunes in it? There's um, several dunes. Oh. Oh. So dunes just about um, this this guy who's from the house Atreides. His name's Paul Atreides. And he has to go to this planet called Arrakis. And basically it has this this drug on it. Well, it has this, this material that's called M- Malang. I don't know. It's it's produces a drug called spice, and basically it's just this complex thing where he it turns out he's a messiah, because obviously, obviously, and originally in the 1984 film that was directed by David Lynch, which had so much like producers like getting involved and that flopped and it was with starring um, Kyle MacLachlan and Patrick Stewart and a bunch of other people. But this one is going to have Timothy Chalamet as Paul and then a bunch of other people. So, yeah. No, <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. Um, yeah, just a bunch of people is going to be in it. Um, but Stalin Sarsgaard is going to be in it. Oscar Isaac's going to be in it. Um, Dave Bautista is going to be in it. And we, we've we seen him Blade 20. God damn it. <laughs> Blade Runner. <laughs> Blade Runner. <laughs> From Blade Runner twenty forty nine, that he is a really good actor. I mean, other than being like Drax, I mean, but just as like a serious actor, he does a pretty good job. 
And that, oh, Zendaya is going to be in it. Um, Javier Bardem is in talks to be in it. So it's kind of, Josh Brolin's going to be in it. It's like, oh, I guess in Jason Momoa, it's basically like going to be a pretty good movie, hopefully. I mean, like it's one of those things where it's like you hope it's going to be good. Two? Apparently they're going to do two. They're going to do two, oh, two parts? You think that's wise? Three and a half hour, two two three and a half hour movies so it's gonna be seven hour it's long <laughs> i don't know oh <laughs> but if it did i'd be like that's fine i think so because dune is like yeah, a big old like thick a big ass thick ass yeah book. it's like oh <coughs> you see it and you're like that's thick with two c's i mean it's it's one of those movies that when you hear about being made it's like oh are they really gonna do that <laughs> Mm. But then you literally add all these names to it. Yeah. Not only behind the camera, but in front. You're like, is this going to be a masterpiece? Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? You know? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I mean, if we're talking about a long epics, like we've said, look at Blade Runner. That movie was fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I've never read the book. Um, and honestly, I never wanted to because it was so fucking huge. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, obviously, it's like Shai Halud is, is iconic. You uh-huh. know? And the movie, uh, it takes some time to, like, watch. I'm not saying it's bad. Mm. But I, I will say that I definitely saw it in pieces. Um, and, but even with that, with, with all that stuff, I still like the movie. I still like the idea. I still like the story. Yeah. Um, it is weird. It's a very weird sci-fi book, but I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's iconic. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's not just given this. I'd throw it on Netflix. Let's throw it on Hulu, and yeah. you get maybe like one big name. Like if it was this Timothy Chalamet, then yeah. maybe it'd be like ah, it could be. But then when you're like, no, let's let's just keep adding to that list. Now is he gonna is he gonna fuck a sandworm like like he did so. like he did in um what was it um <laughs> Call Me by, by Your Name? It's a really cool cast. And when you have someone behind the camera like that, who literally has never let you down. Dang, what if he teams up with Roger Deakins again? I mean, in all honesty, why wouldn't he? I know, right? <laughs> and so it's like, if you if you have a team like that, it's hard to say that you can't be excited for it. Yeah. And like I've said a million times before, I love sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Like... The, the actual genre itself, it's always something that's going to intrigue me. But the fact that it's this movie being made by these people. Yeah. It's like, huh. I think this is going to be like one of the best movies ever made. And I hate saying that so early I on. Know. Because you don't even have any like costume design. I mean, as soon as you said it, it's like, just imagine Timothy and the same... Uh, costume as you would in the movie. Mm. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a little bit better, but uh-huh. it's like... Let's see, I'm imagining him, and I'm thinking I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, 
boing. Exactly. With the technology that we have now, it's just going to make everything look so much more epic. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember watching the, the movie and the blue eyes thingy. It just looked so stupid. <laughs> but I get it because it was, you know, it was from back in the day. It's like they didn't have that yeah. technology. Well, and then, like, what I also want them to kind of... I don't, like... They don't have to do this, but, like... Have you ever seen the documentary um, Hodorowsky's Dune? So, basically, oh, Alejandro Hodorowsky yeah, yeah, wanted, wanted that, right? to make it. And... He basically his whole he wrote like he had like this big old thick book of just his ideas and like he wanted Pink Floyd to be in it and he wanted um he wanted Orson Welles to be in it and he wanted it to be about like he wanted it to be so surreal and he he also got H.G. Geiger to draw like do drawings for it and like you just see like the artwork that they did and it's like this actually kind of sounds pretty cool I mean, even if they were to, like, just take something from that, I mean, they don't have to. But I'm just saying, like, you know, like, go back and, like, look at the stuff and be like, oh, what did he do? What did he, what was he thinking? It wouldn't be far-fetched <laughs> if that happened. And, and, and to be honest, I don't know if I even care which direction they go in because, like I said, it, it's like, it's like if you're laying cards down on the table, mm-hmm. you're basically telling me that. I'm going to hit 21. Yeah. So I'm going to say, like, that's it. I got this. I'm going to win. This is it. This is my big break. Nothing can stop me. Unless unless the, the dealer also has 21. Exactly. So, <laughs> so I'm having my faith like that, right? Where it's like, yeah, it can easily be pulled right under of my feet and then I'm in this this whirlwind of like, why are they doing this? Why does this suck so bad? <laughs> but right now, it's like I'm 90% sure that I'm going to love what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I really don't care about the specifics yet because everything else has been brought up. has been like, that's really fucking awesome. Yeah. And like I said, they're doing they, – they, they say that they're supposed to do two movies – but it's usually when you say stuff like that, it's like, oh, we're going to get more. But it's like, I think this can benefit from it. Yeah, see, this is an actual movie, or this is an actual book that deserves to be split. Because it's so dense and so much stuff you got to, like, look at. Whereas, like, Harry Potter didn't need to be split out. Boy, Although, the Hobbit. I mean, the, the Hobbit did not be neat. I mean, at most... Maybe split into two, but not. Re- you didn't even need two movies. It could all be one movie. Yeah. Either way, I'm I'm excited about it. It's it sounds like it's gonna be really fucking awesome, and I'd be hard pressed to opening day or it comes and I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't like it. I'm like 99 percent sure that I'm gonna come out of it and be like, yeah, yeah that's fucking awesome. Yeah. So, I don't know. Captain Marvel already getting review bombed. Apparently, Captain Marvel, uh, who I guess is going to star, I guess is going to star Brie Larson, I guess. But they've, a lot of quote-unquote, like, trolls are going on to, you know what, I'm not even going to say quote-unquote, they are trolls. They're trolls, and they go on to Rotten Tomatoes, and they just just bomb it with negative reviews, and they bring it all down because that's what they do. And then they go on to, like, 
they did they did that with like Last Jedi too, where they they just are like, oh well, people of color and women, oh social justice warriors, oh, like not my hashtag not my Luke Skywalker, and it's like your Luke Skywalker died a long time ago. Like this isn't for you. Get over yourself. God. And it's like you haven't even seen the movie yet. What maybe it is a terrible movie, right? Maybe maybe Captain Marvel's terrible. But I mean, to preemptively say that, come on. I think that's why we talk about it a lot where we try not to Look at Rotten Tomato scores and stuff. Oh yeah, we st- and, we stopped doing uh, that a long time ago. Remember? Yeah, and and it is it is mainly because of that. It's because like a, well, a we don't always see eye to eye with people, anyways. Mm-hmm. And B, it's like that stuff is like it's easily misconstrued of like oh look at it's got a great Rotten Tomato score. And it's like. No, that's the user score. <laughs> There's nothing but nerds, you know, nerding about this nerd-ass movie. So, I don't know. It, it's stupid, but of course it's going to happen. I think it's even funnier when people say this stuff and it's like, I'm not, I'm not, oh, it's not because I'm sexist. It's like, you're obviously sexist because there's no other reason why. Like, tell me why. Tell me a legit reason why you think this movie's gonna suck. Um, didn't you see the commercial I saw? She punches like that old lady, and it's like, it's not even funny. So, but like, I watched like the extended director's cut of um, Dawn of Justice, and like, did you see like that movie? <clears throat> um, I think I've come to the conclusion that it's like these fandoms. I don't feel like I'm a part of in any sense. Like, I, I love Star Wars, but I would never go to, like, a Star Wars convention because those people aren't me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, I've seen every single Marvel movie possible, and I've seen a ton of their animated movies, and I grew up watching their animated shows, and it's like Marvel's very much instilled in my childhood and my life. But I would never go to a Marvel convention because it's like I, I know I'm not going to be part of that mm-hmm. that group, and it's like it's fine, but it, it just sucks too. At the same time, it's like I don't get how we can be so close yet so far away. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, sometimes I feel like it's that it's just me, but it's like uh, it's. I think it's just it's like I know who I am, and I I can't just give in to like. Oh well, look at. Oh, here's why it sucked because of all these reasons that don't make sense, and me want to be a part of it. It's like, yeah, I guess I'll go along. It's like, no, no, no. I know when things are good. I know when things are bad. It's like it's fine. But the fact that you can trash this movie because you think it's gonna be so horrible, and it's like, I wonder why. It's like you didn't do this to Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, but see, like that had like. That had, like, a bunch of, like, I don't want to say quote-unquote men as the lead character, and they were quote-unquote white, so, like, that's okay. Well... It's weird how it's weird how that stuff happens, and yet no one says anything about it. Well, some comments focus on Brie Larson's remarks to a Marie Claire magazine, 
that she was seeking to make sure a diverse group of critics was able to see her film. Larson has, this is a quote, (coughs) Larson has made it clear, men need not attend this movie, said one comment. And it's like, but what did she really say? She said that she noticed that the press um, covering the film was actually, like, overwhelmingly, like, white men. And after... And after that, she said, moving forward, I decided to make sure my press days were more inclusive. And she also spoke out in support to um, underprivileged girls seeing the film. And it's like, oh, you know, she just wants to make sure, you know, that it's not just, like, a bunch of white guys that get to, like, review the films. And it's not just a bunch of, like, white guys who go and see this movie. That, hey, maybe, like anyone should be able to go see this movie and anyone should be able to make a review of this movie and it shouldn't just be like these people who sit in like their like comfy back chairs and they sit in a room where they're like well I'll tell you film don't point at me don't point at me (laughs) no yeah I mean and I think that's what I always found that's what I'm saying I always found funny that you see all these like I said with with Star Wars, uh, they have the worst fucking fans. Yeah, they totally but do. When you go into these um, these criticisms for the movies and the characters and all, why this sucks and why this is the most horrible movie, ninety nine percent of the time you're getting some old white guy, mm. and I don't mean like old white guy. He's usually like in his late twenties, early thirties. And they say the same shit over, and they say the same shit over, and the same shit over. And it's like, it's weird how you're the only demographic that seems to be speaking up about it. Mm. Interesting. It's interesting. Hmm. Interesting. And yeah, I I totally get it. I mean, I think the one thing that I kind of like about our podcast, or I try to like about our podcast, is that, yeah, we try to give the benefit of a doubt for movies but it's also coming from two people of color <laughs> mm. it's coming from two people who aren't straight white males in uh, overly straight white male society telling you why other straight white males should like these movies yeah we're just straight white males we're just we're, we're we got the straight male part <laughs> maybe <laughs> <clears throat> And yeah, and and you know, coming from our backgrounds, it's like we obviously are going to see movies differently. Oh yeah. Like when we had Junior on, it was three people who can all be in the same room together, but we all had different backgrounds. Uh-huh. Like even though Junior's my cousin, me and him grew up very much the same. Like we literally would you know stay the night with each other and we lived together for a while too yeah, but we still came up from different backgrounds you know mm-hmm. so yeah i mean that totally makes sense like if i was in her position i would do the same thing yeah and that's one thing that i actually really i really liked about the whole black panther movement was that the one thing that came out almost automatically were these people and they were trying to get like young black kids to go watch this movie. Yeah. And they were saying like, hey, you know, this is something amazing. Like, this is something they can look forward to because obviously we talk about when you see someone who looks like you on TV or in the movies, it makes you feel 
like, yeah. oh, wow, this is awesome. That's just like me. And <clears throat> so it, it's irritating when people find that. When they find it irritating? Yeah. <laughs> when it's like, oh, because he's not the like millionth white guy with superpowers. How come he's not a Chris Hemsworth or a Chris Evans or a, what's another Chris? Chris Pine or a Chris Pratt. Oh, are all our male actors just named Chris? They're white guys named Chris with light blonde hair or huh. brunette hair. Strange. Weird. Weird how that works. Good for her. Like it. Yeah, I get how you can see, like, you can see that headline and be like, oh, so what? Now, well, I can't see it because I'm a guy. It's like, that's not, it's never was, you, yeah, it never you was literally that. Taking it out of context. Yeah, it never was that. It was never, oh, white people can't watch Black Panther. Yeah, some people tweeted, white people don't watch this, but it's like, it wasn't the crew, it wasn't the actors, yeah. you know, it wasn't the studio, it was just people. It's just, it's the same thing where it's like, I, Mamma Mia. It's like, you know that you're gonna go there and it's gonna be a majority of, a majority of like old white ladies. Yeah. It's, if they text like, hey. My mom. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Old white ladies. <clears throat> so it's like, if they text like, hey, hey guys, stay home. It's not, it's not like gonna be like, oh, this is so ridiculous. Oh, it's like. This is sexist. Yeah, it's like, okay. It's you like, know, you can keep know. Mamma Mia. <laughs> yeah. No, oh. you can keep Mamma Mia too, because I can still watch Mamma Mia. Oh, okay, but then, but it's funny too, because it's like what I think is, I think it also gets to that heart of like what they do in Black Panther. That really, I think that that's what irks them. It's like it really does call them out as colonizers. Yeah, <laughs> and it's and it like it re- it really does it like it pushes um what's his name um Martin Freeman as like. You are not the main. You're not allowed here. You're not a main. You, the only reason why you were brought here is because we we wanted to save your life. It's like we're saving you. It's like see, put put them in their place. It's like that video I sent you about the guy breaking down the Last Jedi. Yes, and I oh man, that was a good video. Yeah, and it was like, oh huh, yeah, well that makes sense. Like it's because these straight white men are now getting advice from these people who aren't straight white men, yeah. and it's confusing them because like oh what no i'm always right we're always right john wayne is my hero didn't you hear his racist talk back in the 70s oh how come you're dragging that up now like this was that was the 70s it was okay for him to be racist and it's like god you people (laughs) we've talked about this a bunch and we're gonna talk about it it's just it's so dumb that we even have to sit here and talk about trolls being trolls because they don't like a woman in their movies, which is even funnier because for years it was like, oh, why why won't you give, you know, Black Widow her own movie? It's like, oh, why she should get her own movie. And then as soon as they give a movie to a female lead, you're like, I don't want that. <laughs> it's like, oh, you just wanted the very pretty white girl who doesn't do much except for kick ass and like show her boobs. Yeah, God, that's all I've been wanting. Didn't you see under what was it under the skin? <laughs> it's a good movie. That is a good movie. <clears throat> <laughs> I don't know it. I can really say is just fuck them. Like I've said for time and time again. It's yeah. Like, I mean, it's like a it's a story as old as time. 
Trolls yeah. are going to be around. Oh, I thought you say old white men just won't go away. Well, that too. Old, quote-unquote, straight white colonizers. men. Colonizers. Yeah. Being colonizers mm. like they always are. Yeah. Getting all upset when you call them out. Time and time again. Tale as old as time. Song as old as Colonizers, please. Hey guys, uh, it's Kayla back with another video. So, the topic of today's video is being yourself. Being yourself can be hard, and it's like, aren't I always being myself? And yeah, for sure. But being yourself is like not changing yourself to impress someone else. A lot of people like call me quiet or shy or whatever. But I'm not quiet. Most quiet, Kayla Day. I don't talk a lot at school, but if people talk to me and stuff, they'd find out that I'm like really funny and cool and talkative. By the way, I like your shirt a lot. It's like so cool. What? said one more week of eighth grade, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, huh? Okay, so growing up can be a little bit scary and weird. We will begin to explore these changing bodies of yours. It's gonna be lit. Don't hold back, I wanna break free. As always, make sure to share and subscribe to my channel, Gucci. I think you're so cool. Maybe you just need to put yourself out there a little. I'm gonna stop when eating saying, with hey, you if you I'm keep saying one, You said I could say one thing. I'm really like nervous all the time. I try really hard not to feel that way, but you just need to face your fears and let people know they're really you. Just grab my phone, how to charge it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I charge it too. But my, my phone, I... Just because things are happening right now doesn't mean they're always gonna happen. What was in there? Just sort of my hopes and dreams. Right. I was a complete mess when I was your age. Really? Eighth grade is the worst. You never know what's next. And that's what makes things exciting and scary and fun. When did you get Snapchat? What grade? Fifth grade. Fifth grade? Oh, what? Yo, see? <laughs> 2018's coming of age story, Eighth Grade, was written and directed by Bo Burnham, starring Elsie Fisher as Kayla, an eighth grader finishing up her last year of junior high. She struggles with the ups and downs of being a teenager going into high school. Kayla is as regular as regular can be. And even though she uploads to her YouTube page constantly, she's voted most quiet in her yearbook. This alongside receiving an invite to a huge pool party and her father telling her to do so, Kayla decides to go to the party and put herself out there. She even gets the nerves to do karaoke and talks to her crush. The next day she continues with her new vow of confidence by talking to Kennedy, the girl whose party she went to, and also kind of hits on her crush. The day after, Kayla goes to the high school to do a shadowing program. She's placed with a senior, Olivia, and becomes fast friends with her. They make plans to hang out, and although she has a good night at first, one of Olivia's friends tells her he can take her home. But instead of just going straight home, he tries to take advantage of her. 
She freaks out and stops him, and he becomes a huge fucking dick to her, making her feel upset and mad, even asking him not to tell Olivia. The next day, she makes her last YouTube video, expressing her true feelings, stating that most of what she had recorded wasn't the real her, saying that she played it up for the camera. And while in bed one night, she pulls out a USB from her time capsule she made in the beginning of junior high. On it is a video of her first weekend of junior high, and watching it set something off in her, making her burn the whole box in the backyard, solidifying the changing of times. While doing so, her and her dad have a heart-to-heart, -heart, and Kayla finally opens up to her dad, and her dad being honest about her mom and their situation. The day of graduation, she goes to Kennedy and blows up on her, telling her off while waiting in line. Not only that, but Gabe, the cousin of Kennedy, and her hangout, king off a new relationship in her life. As the alarm goes off, a new video starts. Kayla is now recording a new video for a new time capsule for after high school. So, the 8th grade, Dom. Um, mm hmm Tell me about your 8th grade experience. Oh, um... Is it exactly like the movie? A little bit. Where, like, he had a crush on the, the hot boy at school. Yeah. But he didn't want to... Didn't really care about you until, yeah. like, you offered up kind of sexual mm. favors. Yeah, I told him that and... I'm, I'd given a bunch of blowjobs. Yeah. <laughs> She's like... Yeah, I'm like the best at it. And she, <laughs> she walks away. <laughs> oh, gosh. And the, then, like, you find your nerd love. Uh huh. And, yeah. you know, you tell the cool girls off in your school. Yeah, because she invited me to a pool party, but then I tried to give her face 10, and she's like, What is this? I'm like, It's cool. I'm trying to explain face 10 to you. And it's a great game. Honestly, it is a really good game. I actually recommend it for people. Like, it's a pretty cool game. Like, it's kind of like Uno, except I think it's a little bit better than Uno. Like, it's a little bit more strategy. I usually pretty win, pretty much win that game. No, but um, what did you think? I thought this was a really good movie. This was, like, really good. Like, I, I was... Best movie of the year? I don't know if it'd be best movie of the year, but it was one of... I could honestly now... Have now being after 2018, I could say it's probably one of the better films in 2018. Like, but like obviously not better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, obviously not. I'll tell you the films that are not better than Bohemian Rhapsody. It's obviously of Beale Street could talk. Um, Sorry to bother you. Annihilation, Hereditary, oh, and Eighth Grade. Not better than Bohemian Rhapsody at all. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, but Eighth Grade was. Pr I mean. It's so good. Like, I can't, I can't empathize with the whole social media thing because in eighth grade, like, yeah. we didn't have social media. Like, like yes, we're showing our age here. We didn't. When when was like, when was like all that? Like MySpace wasn't even until like what two thousand was high school. Yeah, that was two thousand four, two thousand five. Yeah, because eighth grade for us was what? Because you it was two thousand two. And I was 2003. Yeah, so it was, like, it was just before any of that. So we didn't have Snapchat. I mean, there we was stuff have... online, but oh yeah, we didn't but, have computers. Yeah, and fucking poor. We didn't have phones to go around to. Like it only like I mean, did he? I don't even remember any kids ha even having a phone. I remember Felix had a phone. Uh huh. Because he spoiled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then um, this kid, 
this like short kid in my class had a phone and it was like oh it's a colored screen whoa because i didn't get a phone till high school <clears throat> and that was just because my mom was like you kind of need one so but, we get a hold of you to be fair as soon as we did get phones it was like constant uh naked pictures so great <clears throat> you know <laughs> it's like i get i get that <coughs> but the movie does do a great job of like capturing just that feeling of being an eighth grade you know what i mean like that awkwardness that you feel like you're you're just like you're on the cusp of something but you don't know what it is and that oh this all really matters to you and it's like no you're just dumb little kids and you don't understand anything yet the viewing experience was a little bit different for me because i actually have an eighth grader i actually do like see some of this stuff uh, but of course, her being a shitty eighth grader, uh, she didn't want to watch the movie yet. So I'm trying to get her to watch it, but fucking eighth graders, it's like. Oh, she thinks <sighs> that like being uh, being on Instagram and being YouTube famous is more important than watching a movie about being in eighth grade. Exactly. Ridiculous. Um. So I I teeter on this 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 line of like wanting to beat the shit out of an eighth grader, uh-huh. but also having compassion for an eighth grader Uh um so that's kind of weird (laughs) but yeah i mean i can't say that i sat here and be like oh i felt this in my soul this young white uh suburban eighth grader girl Mm -hmm. just totally gets me yeah exactly i can't say that but yeah oh i I, oh i know me yeah me either (laughs) i thought that's what you were saying you can uh, what did you say something about like that's your real self or something? Um, well, you were saying go on, but yeah, you're right. Like still being able to watch this, it's like you can tell because some of the stuff was like, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and yeah, it it just I don't know. It was really well done, and it took. I think the best part about it is that it it took actual like kids and teens and they put them in these roles and it felt real like it didn't felt like you were watching this 20 year old girl playing a 15 year old chick it's like no no no. it's a legit kid Mm. playing this role of her coming like when we say coming of age it's coming of age it's not someone who was already there and like she literally i'm gonna dumb myself down yeah in production was going from eighth grade to high school so it's like it's crazy and what's even crazier is like you think about like bo burnham right too because this is his first feature film yeah and it's like it's just another thing that shows you like maybe sometimes you should give certain directors a chance like bo burnham he gives you something off the bat great boots Uh, riley jonah hill yeah so i mean like yeah i'm not gonna say say that i like oh i felt everything in my soul it's like no no but like I said, having an eighth grader in my life, I know that, you know, this stuff does happen. Mm. But then again, it's like, ah. Uh, but it is, it is like, it's different from when we were, like, um, now it's in the movie, it's like, oh, he broke up with her because he wouldn't send news. She wouldn't send news. And it's like, yeah, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because that kid. Yeah. He just reminded me of those kids from back in the day where it's like, 
yeah, they were the quote unquote cool kids, but they were like kind of douchey. Yeah, and that's it's what like it, that's what reminded me too. And like I remember like having to deal with them because like they were friends of friends, and so we all mm-hmm. hung out with each other, and so it's like you're okay, but I don't like you. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, and so like it's crazy how even though we're pretty far removed from the actual goings on with the movie but it still it still shows you that these stuff still happen like being yeah having anxiety about going to like a party and stuff like that where you don't know really anyone or even the people that you do know you're like huh well you know what i mean and um the the scene with the fucking the the kid taking her back it's like, man, as, as soon as I saw that, it's like, I know, like, I've seen those fucking shitheads a million times before. And, like, like the whole, like, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to take my shirt off. How come you don't have your shirt on? Yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, as soon as, like, he said, like, oh, hey, you should, like, it's weird talking to yeah. you back there. I know. Like, I, I felt it. I felt like, I oh, like, this oh, fucking asshole. Yeah, no, that's what I thought, too. And then as soon as he stopped and got him the back, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I know. So that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, no, come on. But I'm so glad, like, she was able to be like, no. Yeah. And I, so I think, like, like stuff like that, it, it hit really hard because you know that that shit exists. Yeah. And when you hear it and you see it, like, all you want to think is, like, man, I wish that car would just fucking pull over. Like, oh, fuck. Fuck that fucking kid. I mean, he's an actor. I get it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, it I know just, what you it, mean. It felt so real. Like, it felt so real when you heard those words and it's like, I don't know. It, I think the good thing with the movie is that it, it shows you that you can go through this turmoil. And even though you're young... You're you're at an age because that it you're right you're at an age where you're not as a Britney Spears would say I'm not a girl but not yet a woman and that's kind of where you are when you're um, yeah and, in and, junior high going yeah. to high school you're you're still finding yourself you're you're still finding your group of friends you're still you're still getting into the swing of like. Oh, okay, I like this. Because, I mean, yeah, I could go back and tell you, like, oh, yeah, I've been into this band since junior high. Or, like, oh, yeah, I've liked this since junior high. But there's so much more stuff <laughs> that yeah. even when I – even, like, when we talk about, like, uh, I think I told you before, it's, like, sometimes I feel like, oh, I didn't really change that much. But then we start to think about all the stuff. You're like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. I'm a completely different person. I'm completely different from back then. <laughs> And then also, like, sometimes you f- you think, oh, these are the people that I need to be friends with. The, like, the stupid, like, dumb popular girls. And then you're like, no, you know what? Actually, maybe this, like, goofy kid, yeah, he is a little weird, but maybe he could be, like, a... <laughs> he is, is kind of cool, though. Like... <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so funny. I was like, what a fucking nerd. I know. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, you're a nerd, dude. But, like, you do you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, hey, like, yeah. that's how it wants to be. No, and it's cool, too, because it, it, I think that's, I think, like, what he did with the movie was really good because he even said, like, he, like, when it did that whole thing of, he showed this movie for free when it was out. Mm-hmm. Well, he's like, yeah, as long, like, I think you have to, like, bring your school IDs or something. Yeah. And you got to see it for free if you're, you know, of age because 
he wanted or if you were <laughs> underage because it's rated oh. r but because he wanted to show you like hey look it we know that you're going through this stuff and the movie is very positive even if it has some very down negative things like even at a young age she's starting to understand like oh i i, I live with this anxiety but it doesn't have to be who i am yeah. this is something i i'm gonna live with but it, it doesn't control who i am but um i do also love the way that he portrays like the dad the dad's just doing the best he can he's just <laughs> he's there i mean even if he is being a little creepy following her to the mall but i mean it's just like he's like he says it's like but you used to do that right you used to follow eighth graders around <coughs> the mall <coughs> that's how you say you do no. on on that's yeah you, didn't you do. say you take lunch that's... and then you follow eighth graders no, around that's, the mall no that was kevin that was someone who used to work there um but like i do love like it's because it's one of those things where as a kid like being in that being that age for some reason as kids we don't understand like hey our parents really do understand see i was brought up that parents just don't understand yeah but that's what when I you get thought. older, you realize parents do just understand. Yeah, it's like he, they, he does it in a really good way. I don't know. This movie was really, really good. It shot really well. Like, Elsie Fisher is really good. I can't wait to see her in more things because she does a, per, a pretty good job. Yeah, but for like her first like movie yeah. or film or acting role, I can't remember. But yeah, <clears throat> I think this. I think this kind of shows. Well, first of all, child actors these days blow child actors away from back in the day. <laughs> Kevin McAllister, who? Fuck that guy. But, like, before, like I said, I think that's what I was trying to get at. I think that's what I was trying to get at earlier. Was before, when you try to tell these stories, you got these people who were 20, 21, you know, sometimes even way older. And they scale these people down to, like, 15-year-olds and 16-year-olds. And they're trying to play these roles. And it's like, it just feels so off. You know? It's like, oh, I can't believe. Like, I just 17. <laughs> when, uh, what's her name is playing, uh, what's her name again? Um, Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, Haley Steinfeld. She plays, like, the ugly twin sister. And it's like. She's not ugly. <laughs> She's supposed to be the ugly twin. I haven't seen that movie. She's supposed to be ugly in that you movie. Seen that mo- There's a part of that movie where they're at a party and she talks to this girl and she's like, "Oh, you're so and so's sister, right?" He's like a like popular kid. And she's like, "Oh yeah," and he's like, oh. "Yeah." Have you seen that movie uh, where Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito where they play twins? And she's like, "Oh yeah," and they're talking about it. she's like. <laughs> Yeah, you guys remind me of that. And she's supposed to be Danny DeVito. Yeah, Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, are you kidding me? Not kidding. Then who who's the other per, who's the other twin? Um, some handsome young guy. I I I that that actually I I need to see this movie because I can't I can't comprehend that like Haley Steinfeld being ugly. That's ridiculous. But no, but oh but that's what I'm saying is like. You get those movies like that, right? Where you, you get these people who are, are way older and they're trying to play these roles and it just always feels off. Like, sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're okay, but it's like, it just feels off. With this, it was it was hyper-realistic. It was literally getting an eighth grader going through eighth grade, talking about going through eighth grade. Even if she didn't 
even if the actress didn't actually go through all of this stuff it was so believable because you're like no that's an eighth grader and even like the i think the older kids were like the same age too because they're supposed to play like high yeah. school seniors so i think they were around the same age so it's like everything felt real it yeah. felt genuine yeah it felt like the story that that they wanted to tell was the exact story that you got and it wasn't Haley steinfeld trying to play this this girl leaving eighth grade you oh know who's having a hard time finding friends and you know what i mean it, it wasn't that it wasn't i love you simon where it's like you guys are all very very attractive <laughs> but yeah you guys have this hard time and this oh you guys can't find love it's like his friend quote-unquote friend who's who's like in love with him is like so devastated because he's gay and like she, you know she thought that that they had a thing or whatever it's like but you're like absolutely gorgeous i'm pretty sure that you can find i don't know any Anyone. other guy yeah, i know so Hollywood's ridiculous. Yeah. See, but then you do something like this, and it's like, no, this is real. It's it. It feels very raw. It feels like you're actually watching this eighth grader make these videos. Which that's what I'm saying. It's funny because I see this. I see this all the time with my sister. I know how she is at home. I know how she acts. But when she's with her friends or she's skyping, you know, or um, FaceTiming, I mean. When she's FaceTiming with her friends, it's like, shut up. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and I mean, we haven't said it very often, but this movie's very fucking funny. Oh, yeah. It's pretty, like, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking funny. When that one kid's just like jerking off in the oh, middle yeah, of the like, house. Oh, so, so jerking off. <laughs> what? No, I'm not. I'm not even. <coughs> oh, come on, guys. She's just sitting there like, off in her own. It's like you're sitting right next to him. I hope kids don't do that today, but who knows? Who knows? They're yeah. It, it, it's it, I don't know. I I I genuinely like this movie. It's very funny. Yeah. It's it, like I said. It, it feels very real, and it's something where I think that yeah, maybe it isn't. This isn't your go-to movie all the time, but mm -hmm. this is definitely a movie you can watch and you can, I, I would say you can not only enjoy it, but you can appreciate like, oh, wow, this is, this is a very realistic version of an eighth grader in today's society. Yeah. It's not, it's not for 50 year old guys trying to make up a script for these quote-unquote kids you know it's real it feels very real so yeah i say watch it yeah i say watch it too pretty good so recently steven spielberg took a very veiled shot at like you know streaming sites and you know urging Filmmakers to make more movies for theaters, you know. Steven Spielberg, who's very relevant today, because he's made such classics as, more recently as um, AI and um, the BFG and Ready Player One. Um, he's continuing his quest to push filmmakers to make movies for theaters and not just for television. And he said, I hope all of us really continue to believe that the greatest contributions we can make as filmmakers is to give audiences the motion picture theatrical experience. 
I'm a firm believer that movie theaters need to be around forever. I love television. I love the opportunity. Some of the greatest writing being is being done by today by or for television. Some of the best directing for television. Some of the best performances are on television today. The sound is better in homes more than ever been before in history. But there's nothing like going to a big dark theater with people you've never met before and having the experience wash over you. That's something we all truly believe in. Back in March of last year, he spoke out against Netflix earning Oscar recognition. Once you commit to a television format, you're a TV movie. You certainly, if it's a good show, deserve an Emmy, but not an Oscar. I don't believe films that are just given token qualifications in a couple of theaters for less than a week should qualify for the Academy Award nomination. And it's like, oh yeah, what, like Roma got a Best Picture nomination. And it just is kind of like, this is what we've talked about before, where it's like, he's part of this generation that just needs to die already. (laughs) That, because it's like, yes, back in like the 70s and the 80s, you, you had to do everything on film because that was the technology that we had. But I don't know, I think we live in, I don't know. 2019 and that's not what we use anymore who uses film anymore besides quentin tarantino oh steven spielberg (laughs) um and it's funny too because i i I have another article where it talks about how streaming services like help theaters people don't just they don't just say oh i just go yes there are people probably out there who are like oh i just exclusively watch stuff on streaming or you know what i mean or i just want i'm a fucking nerd and i just go watch things in theater and it's like okay but i feel like most people kind of they do both like we do where it's like yes i i do go to the theater still but i watch stuff like streaming just because it's available to stream doesn't mean i'm like oh i'm not gonna go see anything in the movie theaters anymore i'll wait till it's out on out on netflix or Amazon. It's like, no, if I want to see this movie, I'm going to go see this movie in theater. And it never to me is like, well, I guess I got to choose one or the other. I guess I can't do both. No, I'm a goddamn American. I can do whatever I want. It's just them Hollywood elites. I remember us talking about that last time um, when he said this shit. And yeah, it felt very much like old man yelling at clouds. If it felt that way then. Uh huh. It most definitely have proven itself 100% now because we talked about, like, our, I guess, like, our forerunner for best picture of this year is Roma, Mm. a Netflix original movie, (laughs) you know? He is literally just talking about, remember when the days of old were good? Yeah. Yeah, let's just go back to that. Yeah. And it's like, you can't, you can stick to that if that is your thing I like records doesn't mean I don't listen to mp3s doesn't mean I don't stream shit Mm -hmm. I just like records I like having a physical record that I can put on a table I could spin it I could read the lyrics I could touch it I could hold it or just or something about the sound the way it crackles I just love it but at the same point I I still download music I like having like the physical music able on my phone so let's just say I wasn't say I wasn't somewhere with internet access I still like having 
the ability to be like, oh, I can still listen to this Alkaline Trio song. I don't need to, you know, waste any data. I don't need to wait for my service to get up, right? But again, I can also be like, oh, who released a new record? No, oh, let me listen to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So <clears throat> here I am, someone who has lived through this whole era of uh, like music being presented in multiple different ways. And I accept it all as one. But here you have this old fuck who can't get his head around that. Not only people enjoy Netflix and Hulu's and streaming sites, but like they're actually producing like really amazing films. And like we've said before, it's only getting better. It literally is only getting better. Yeah. Like by no means am I saying I mean, that that shouldn't be a thing. Because I get it. Like, there is... Especially, like, there's a certain look of it. Like, I talk about all the time. I love the way 24 frames look. Mm. It, it, it's just... It's something that's ingrained in me where... Yeah. That, to me, that is the only way I want to view something very cinematic. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we talked about this before. Yeah, we've talked about that before. <laughs> but doesn't mean that that's the only thing that should be available. Because I'm pretty sure it's not just about, like switching back to film you know but i kind of feel like that's kind of what it is too where it's like this idea of like well it needs to be theatrical it needs to be film it needs to be you know what i mean like and it's like i i hear what you're saying but it also sounds like it sounds like those people who say like why can't it be like the good old days when like i could say the n-word freely and not no one no one get upset with me it's like because this isn't the good old days that article was saying that people who tend to do, you know, watch these Netflix and Hulu's and Amazon Primes and stuff, they're the ones who are, they're starting to go more and more out to the movie theaters and that this decline isn't as bad as we think it is, especially like with these um, streamers, I guess. Uh, Streamies? Stream, stream, streamites? Streamites. <laughs> Oh, is he an anti-streamite? Yeah. (laughs) And so, it's like... Like, where you... Exactly where you're trying to come at. Because it's hard to understand what you're saying when you're not actually fully saying it. Because he said, oh, like, look at how well this TV is. And like, oh, it's so much better. And it's like, yeah, no shit. (laughs) And so... You know, we can, and it's crazy because you're right, we can watch uh, a Westworld and it feels like a movie. And it's like, man, this is shot really well. It's done really well. It's acted really well. And everything about this is like A1 perfect. Now that's TV. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And we don't know what's going to happen with the future of television and movies and etc especially with like Game of Thrones having this last season where like oh it's only going to be well like 6 episodes 10 episodes or whatever or I don't know shorter but they're like oh no but you're getting like longer episodes like an hour and a half plus uh, episodes which are basically movies (laughs) and that's a quote unquote TV show yeah so it's hard to try to hear him out with his like thought process because it just keeps coming back to you're just being an old man yelling about how things used to be 
Yeah. It's not a good look for you. I still think he's he's thinking of streaming as this novelty that it's like, oh yeah, well you can watch it later on there, but it's it's like watching a DVD or a like or a Blu-ray or a VHS. It's like you know, it's like and, watching that Betamax. Yeah, you, you guys <coughs> or Laserdisc. Yeah, maybe sitting down and viewing it in your home, it's like eh, it's kind of whatever. But being in a theater, yeah, you're right. There was a certain experience. But does that mean that I don't think that that movie should exist if it never got released in the theater? No, not not at all. Like, that could have been, like, for instance, um, the first Paranormal Activity could have just been something that was thrown onto a streaming site. And I probably still wouldn't enjoyed it because there was something there that I liked. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yes, it's different experiences. I get it. But just because the experience is different doesn't mean that the film is any less. Yeah. You know? Uh, he does have, like, a, I will give him that at least, where it's like, I, I do enjoy going to, like, a theater to see a movie. But at the same time, it's like, but if, but, like, I, as we've said on this, and we've reviewed movies from Netflix, Hulu, there's, I mean, is there really a difference? I mean, there, it's it's all entertainment, right? Or, is it art? That leads me to my next segment. Okay, um, art versus entertainment. Is that what film really is? Yeah, we had that segment, and all you did was bitch, and bitch, <laughs> and bitch. <laughs> Let's just end it there because we can go on about this, and maybe maybe he's gonna old man it up again, and. And yell if, like, uh, Roma wins Best Picture. And oh, he's going to yell at an empty chair? Yeah. He's going to be like, oh, this is Roma. Like, oh, I don't remember seeing you in the movie theater. <laughs> but it did have a theatrical release. Sh- shut up. <laughs> shut up. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're probably going to talk about this again because <laughs> it seems like you can't shut the fuck up about it. We've done it twice already, so <laughs> there's a good chance that, you know, it's going to come up again. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll just say thank you guys for listening. We oh, thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, please like, subscribe, uh-huh. whatever you will, with our social medias on Instagram and Twitter. Handles at intb underscore podcast. Yeah, you're gonna want to follow us this weekend because we're gonna. I'm gonna try and live stream or live tweet. Yeah, the the Oscars. Oscars. It's gonna be a lot of oh my god, yeah, and whatever, 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 and then oh my god, whatever, whatever. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, so that'd be cool. Um, Yeah, and then uh, next week we'll we'll we'll. Obviously, we'll recap the Oscars. Maybe go a little bit more into the Oscars and see if, like, this... Because this year is actually pretty different, so... That's true. Maybe this is a indication of, like, what's to come or, like, yeah. no, it sucked, so it's just going to go back or... Well, we'll we'll get to it. But, yeah, you can also email us directly at intbpodcast at gmail.com. And, yeah, either on our social or the email, like... Um, message or comment or do whatever you will and let us know like you know who do you have for Sunday you know who's who's your who's your favorite uh, <laughs> I think someone posted 
I, I think there's like a website you can go to that has like a cheat sheet. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen a couple of people like you just kind of fill in the blanks of like, yeah. you know, who's your first, who's your second, whatever. Uh, or yeah, just tell us like, do you think, do you really think that Bohemian Rhapsody should be best picture? Because I'll tell you right now, one of those ballots or whatever, I've seen I think two of them that had them at least I think it was their second choice. Are you fucking kidding me? I wish I was fucking kidding you. It's gonna win Best Picture, isn't it? Oh, it better fucking. Not. It better not, but it's gonna. <clears throat> I bet it's gonna. If it if it did, I think that's when you have the right to like force quit and just like turn it off and be like, I don't want to watch this. Yeah, I don't. I God. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, or you know, just let us know. Like, what do you think about this whole? old man telling us how film should be yeah. uh, you know what's your take on that because I'm pretty sure it's not going to be his take but who knows but yeah just you know whatever it is you know hit us up or not either way we appreciate you guys listening yeah um, troll us you know tell us that we're being racist for attacking white people colonizers sorry colonizers but yeah, thank you guys, like I said, always. And until then, guys, remember. It is not that bad. It's not that bad.